0: The inning of the season thus far. The inning, the ninth in last night's game, was stunning for many, many reasons. We're going to dig into all of that, plus some of the news from the Marlins, Jazz to the IL, and uh, Gary Dembo is gone. Dan the Man Healy is joining me, one of the OG UK goats from Fish Across the Pond, now focusing more on basketball and the NBA and, and the Heat, but nevertheless, he's still got his eye on the Marlins. So we'll dig into all of the Marlins news today on Locked On Marlins. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked on Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt. And of course, guys, follow me on Twitter at mammymarlins_uk. Marlins underscore UK. Don't forget the underscore. No TikToks, no Instas. For me, I'm too old. And don't forget to subscribe to the pod or the YouTube channel if you're watching. Hello. And if you are watching, you'll realize I have a guest. And if you are a long-term fan of the old school show that I hosted, Fish Across the Pond... One of the OGs is joining me today, Dan, and as you can see, Dan, the man Healy is in the mix. Dan, how are we doing, brother?
1: I am very well, very well, Pete. And what a proud, what a proud moment it is to be. You know, I, I was there, as you just alluded to there, back in the day. What are we talking? Three years ago now. Just a DM floated in. So, hey man, I see you tweet a lot about the Marlins. Do you want to chat some to Marlins Baseball? We can do it whenever you're ready. And we did that grainy, terrible audio, just like a, a bit of a shambles, really. But we had fun. And that we became, did. of course, Fish Across the Pond, which was a, a big part of, uh, of two years of, of my life doing that with you. It was great fun with the other UK guys as well. And yet here you are, man. I'm proud. Look at you on the biggest sports streaming network in the world with on. So uh, congratulations. Let's start off there.
0: Oh, thank you, brother. And I must say, now you've, you've got me reminiscent of that episode one, Fish Across the Pond. <laughs> For some people tuning in going, what is Fish Across the Pond? Uh, you know, maybe new listeners. Go and check it out. Find it. Fish Across the Pond. Uh, episode one was a stunner. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. The was poor, but the banter was high and we had a lot of fun, mate. And, it, it, you know, we did a weekly pod there, the four of us rolling mm-hmm. around weekly pods, all in the UK covering the Marlin. So it was a, a unique and fun time, no doubt. And we've all kind of gone away and done our own thing since, so it's great to it's great to come back and you as well, my man, listen, I was the jealousy levels it was an eighty grade jealousy from from my perspective. You were out there cruising in miami um, down in south Florida living your best life the way this lockout played out, you didn't get to, you you were going to be going to see the opening weekend one of the games at least against the bravos and the you know they obviously pushed it back so it wasn't wasn't to be however, you did get down to Lone Depot plus. You were on the court. You were on the court with the Heat. They were absolutely giving you the love, mate. Just try and describe that experience for us if you can.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a trip that was – obviously, I, I run the Miami Heat UK, but my NBA basketball has become a big part of my life day to day. It's content all the time, and I'm proud of what we're doing over there, and we're growing a bit of a community, which is fantastic. But I still love my Marlins, and I still want to go and see one day – A opening game at at Lone Depot Park and uh, I had this planned all ready to go three years well two and a half years ago now just before the pandemic hit 10 days before the pandemic of course everything ground to a halt tickets refunded flights cancelled would not happen then suddenly I thought okay things are now settling down again we can get out there flights booked as you said, first two games against the Bra- the Braves were were t- uh, per- tickets purchased. That trip was centered around that trip. Despite me being a big, massive Miami Heat fan, I was I was working this trip around Marlins Opening Day and then the lockout. Mm. So it didn't oh, happen. Boy. It just wasn't meant to be. But of as you just sort of said there, yeah, an incredible experience. The Miami Heat organization are a class above. They are. They are taking me in like family, despite being in the other side of the world, the other side of the globe, for what they've done. They've looked after me. They've brought me down on court. They customised the jersey for me. They got me to sort of watch some players warming up right in front of my eyes, you know, my heroes, to be standing just, you know, a few feet away from them. Got to meet some very special people as well, some commentators, some coaches, etc. Guys that I've been lucky enough to talk to on my own podcast as well, to actually finally meet them was great. And then, yeah, got to see three Heat games. Uh, not the best record. We ended up squeezing in one win right at the end. So we went one and two. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, it was a, an amazing trip to Miami. And, of course, as you said, yeah, got to see Lone Depot Park. Even though there was no game play on uh, on the field that day, uh, there was the, I managed to get round and do the tour, which if you're in Miami, if you're a local person, the tickets were like, 11 dollars something like that it was like ridiculous money and it was about a two-hour tour i loved every minute of it you get to go into some pretty special places including down onto the onto the pitcher onto the um into the dugouts etc uh that stadium that arena is a monster absolute monster yeah. uh yeah so uh, sort the whole tour got to stand in uh in in the alley which is something i always wanted to do yeah um, mate we've talked day, about it for years right you know we have talked about it for years one day i'll be there with you pete 100%. in the alley alternation alley sharing a beer one day that will happen i hope so but uh yeah an incredible so. experience even though i didn't get to see any baseball
0: Love it. My favourite moment, though, of all of those, and there was tons of you know content you're putting out—images, pictures of your trip—and I was I, listen. Notifications were on that week for for you, mate, and it was—I was torturing myself in some ways, but love seeing you just living it up. And there was a, oh my days! There was this image—you were basically recreating Starling Marte, a Starling Marte cigar moment. It was just, it's my favorite picture of the whole trip. You were just there smoking these massive fat cigars. I was like, whoa, Danny
1: Lee has landed. <laughs> it it was um, it was day one, my first full day. And I thought, mm. right, first thing I've got to do is go and see Little Havana. Obviously, massive Cuban mm. heritage in Miami, um, big part of the Marlins heritage as well. So I wanted to go down to Little Havana um, and obviously walked up and down there. Great experience again. Obviously, if you're a tourist, please go and spend a couple of hours there because you won't regret it. And uh, of course, you know, the cigars are a massive thing dominoes mm. cigars you know you, if you if you're there you've got to do that sort of thing so i walked into a place i'm not a cigar smoker at all i walked into a place and i said well, you know I've got these parsnips of cigars and then obviously all the little ones as well and i went to this woman and i said i need to get a photo of me drinking a mojito with a big fat cigar. and she said okay do you want a big parsnip one for the gramme <laughs> Or do you just want a little one to enjoy and smoke? I went, I want a big it for the photo. I'm going to smoke two lugs of this. I'm going to have one photo and I'm just going to put it out. And it cost me about $12, I think, for this huge cigar. But yeah, um, yeah as you said, very Stalin, uh Marte vibes. Um, yeah, really great great down there. Brilliant.
0: It was stunning, mate. Really was. Um, it was, you know, what a trip it was. And, you know, it's, it's a good time for us to look back. I think it's, you know, we were podding, We got together. I think it was four years ago, mate, actually, which wow. is crazy. Think back then; Jose Arrieta was the ace. Then Caleb Smith emerged, and you were a massive Caleb Smith man. Look how far! I know it's been a bit of a disappointing year for the Marlins this year thus far, in that this you know six games under five hundred. It's disappointing because the expectation levels are higher now than they were then. Um, but when you kind of take a step back and you think when we were covering the team weekly, talking about the Marlins in a full blown rebuild. This organisation has come a long, long way now. The amount of talent knocking around is just sensational. The main man, Sandy Alcantara. I mean, going yesterday, complete game as well for Sandy. I mean, he's just got the dog in him, right? I mean, he is just—he's just a straight-up stud, and uh,
1: great to see. But just—it's crazy to think how far they have come in four seasons. They really have. Yeah, well, you know, when you look back at that rotation, um, I I, I love that rotation with, with Dr. K and Urania. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. yeah, Sandy was sort of the third or fourth man down the line at that point with, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Pablo as well being there. And um, I can't remember who else it was. Probably Trevor uh, Richards or something. Trevor that Richards, yeah. yes, I see it well. and Yeah, so, you know, the rotation was good. It was a fun rotation for a team that is clearly in the rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, but the pitching was always there. That was something we always spoke about. But mm-hmm. to see Sandy come through, Not only we always called him an ace. We said that he was—he had the raw talent to be a big player. But to see him now, as you say, three, four years down the line, and let's you know, not pick any bones about this. He's he's the best pitcher in baseball now, and that's not homerism. That's 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 facts. He is. I mean, you know. Miami is a small market team, but is a guy that will get bums in seats. You will get eyes watching this team. And he's a joy to watch. He's the sort of guy for people like us. Even if you're a relatively casual fan over in the UK, if Sandy's on the mound, you want to mm. tune in. doesn't matter whether it's a midnight star, whatever it may be. Um, and that's something big. Um, and again, last night just showed um, what an asset he is. And he got us that win.
0: Completely with you, mate. And you're going back to last night. A quarter to 1 a.m. start which it's a late start because they're on that kind of central time in St. Louis there. So later than usual, Sandy was, I'm having this. I'm staying up. I want to see at least a couple of innings. To be honest with you, after a few innings, I was watching it. I thought, there's a chance he's got a complete game in him here now. I saw the Cardinals were really aggressive early, and I thought, Sandy, when, when the hitters are trying to be aggressive, it gets contact, but it's usually ground ball central. And Sandy, I mean, it didn't disappoint. It was a stunning game. Um, I actually want to talk about this ninth inning as well because it was – Ah, oh, For me, it could be a true season-defining moment for these Marlins. It really could as they head into July with what looks to be on paper, and it's a dangerous statement, we've said it many times, but a, you know, a soft-looking schedule. Like, If the Marlins are going to make some noise, this is the opportunity. But before we do that, um, guys, it's the first U.S. ad with a British twist, and it is our guys over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn solutions, so as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and maybe more importantly for free. So what we got to do, create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people, 810 million people. Crazy. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. So your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So what have you got to do? LinkedIn jobs to help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week, nearly 40 million, that's four zero, 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on That's linkedin.com slash Locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions, apply. All right, down the man. The ninth inning, I mean, it, it looked like another vintage Marlins and Sandy performance in St. Louis. No run support galore. The fielding was a little bit botchy. It wasn't good. They didn't, you know, they didn't fully back up their ace. But two outs, Avisel Garcia with his biggest knock as a Marlin, and it was drilled to center field. It was a stunner because as you're listening on the broadcast, There's a raucous sound. They know the game is there for them to take and and, and the win. And their closer has been lights out to all year. And Abysel Garcia took the volume right out of Bush Stadium, drilled the centre field, two-run blast for Abysel Garcia. I know you haven't been really as plugged into the Marlins as you maybe uh, have been in the past. Nevertheless, you can't miss the fact that Abysel Garcia has not had a good year thus far. Big, big moment for Abysel.
1: Yeah, a a huge moment. And uh, just one of them that... As I say, it's it's such a rarity, isn't it? When you've got the crowd on their feet clapping, knowing that really one out and it's job done, and and the Marlins go home swept out of, uh, out of off off the field, you know. Um, to to drill that, that's a big that's a, as you just alluded to, it's a big sort of possibly season changing, season defining moment. Because if you if finished a month swept, you know that that's. For for a player as well that as you said struggled to come back and hit that what was in the end like a game winning you know two runs to get that lead um, it it could change everything it changes confidence it gives everybody a higher and as you said now with a soft schedule coming up you know we we I mean when you look at uh, when we've played teams previously you know I think we're eight and one against some of the the, the lesser teams recently in uh, in, in Washington et cetera. we've breezed mm-hmm. through uh, some of those lower teams and now with the teams coming up. The, the, as you said, from one one swing of a bat and then a brilliant closeout, as we know from Sandy, which I'm sure we'll come into in a minute, <laughs> possibly season-defining, Pete.
0: really is. I, I felt that. I just It, it felt season-defining, not just for the Marlins, but Avisel Garcia too. He's rounding the bases. He's come around to third. He's pumping his chest. Uh, what he said, I don't think I can say live on this show, but anyway, you, you get the point. He was pumped. He was pumped, no doubt about it. And rightly so. It's been a struggle for him. And it was great to see him deliver that big knock in a big spot, get completely pumped about it. Sandy then goes out, does the job. We'll talk about that in a sec. But post-game, Avi Garcia, he's there with the media. We've not heard from Avi Avi all year, basically. Um, So to see him, you know, this is what he needs, the little momentum boost, the confidence. Because the Marlins need him. He He was signed to basically be hitting... Um, in a quite a contact heavy, you know, top of the lineup, so he's there looking to hit salami after salami, and thus far it hasn't been that case. So big, big moment. But listen, the game came down to it one run uh, lead. I mean, as soon as that home run went, Sandy started clapping. But then he then suddenly realised he was like, "Oh, okay, I'm I'm going back out." Okay, so he started pacing around. Sandy's out there, and um, he gets the first out. Then I think there's a walk and a single, so it's two on, one out. And Sandy's at like, I don't know, 110, 115 pitches, which, you know, in modern day baseball, it's a high count. Donnie strolls out, and I think we all felt that was the kind of, you know, Grim Reaper moment there, where that's it for Sandy, bring in the pen. And the faces on Miguel Rojas and Brian Anderson were like, oh boy, this is not good. And Sandy in his glove, and he was, he was speaking his mind, I think is how I describe it. Uh, I think effectively he just said, I've got it. And Donnie just went, okay. Good for you. Let's roll. I mean, there's been some heat on Don Mattingly too this year um, as well, naturally, because they've underperformed. But big moment for Sandy, but also big moment for Donnie. I love the fact he left him in
1: there and the decision ended up working out. So big for Don as well, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And we've we've had it before when we were Sandy, where he's pulled him and he said, "I was good to carry on." And we've ended yeah. up losing games yeah. um, because of that. And uh, Sandy's always one to say, "I'll play. I'll have a complete game every game. Don't worry yeah. about me. I'm, I I'm good to go." And I know you've got to, you know, you've got to protect your ace. Of course, you have, and you've got to try and manage that. But Donnie walked out there, and there was you no, was going to have to drag him off. You was going to have to drag Sandy off because he was mm. not. You could tell it was as you just said, "I'm good." I think he was on it Don Don Matney was out there for about eight seconds, Pete. Turned around, <laughs> sent back on his way. And then what a, and then what a way to back it up though, to then to deliver, to be able to, to listen to your ace, listen to your stud who's saying, I am good to go. Leave yep. me in. Turn around. That's all he needed to hear. Turn around and he delivered. Hats off to Sandy, hats off to Don Matney, because that's that's as you said, that's that's listening to your players and trusting them.
0: I wonder if he, he pulled the technique. I wonder if Donnie used that technique of the legendary who wants to be a millionaire clip that's around where he knows the answer, the guy, for the million, and he rings his dad as the phone a friend. He rings his dad and he said, hey, you know, you've got 30 seconds to to, to give him the question. And he says, dad, I'm just ringing to let you know I'm going to be a millionaire. I know the answer. I just wanted to tell you. And I'm wondering if, if Donnie's walked out there and just said, you're rolling this double play today, stud. It's all on you, and so it looks like it may have been a situation, but maybe Donnie was just actually walking out there to say, "Sandy, this is on you too," and yeah. uh, he knew he was going to do it. And then, what you know, the, the double play straight into Miggy Rowe scripted Sandy and, and Paul Severino. I have not heard him as pumped on the on the, the broadcast um, for a long, long time. Maybe since the the Marlins clinched in in Yankee Stadium in, in the COVID year in 2020, but for for Sev to be as hyped as that at the at the end of June. Um, for me, said a lot, too. I think it just meant so much, this game. It really was. And uh, great to see. But, you know, Sandy, he's come on so much. No doubt about it. The question I've got for you, though, as well,
1: could Sandy, could he do some some bits in the NBA? I mean, he's got the frame. <laughs> I mean... I, I tell you, on I th- I think he probably could. I mean, I'm not yeah. sure whether we'll get on the, on the heat at the moment because they're uh, they're rolling. But yeah, I yeah. think you're right. He could uh, he could probably do a job, but in multiple sports, he's got the arm, isn't it? He? He's got the he's length. He's got, the, got the athleticism. Yeah, absolutely. No no doubt about that. But uh, yeah, I think that um, you're right about Sam Sev there. I think it's probably the, the highlight of the season so far. Yeah. And as you said, it, it there's such a difference between ending the month being swept, really then looking at the record and just thinking, look, the 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 very, very sort of outside chances you may have of scraping a wild card probably diminish there, everything goes down. Um, uh, you know, so to to turn it around in the fashion that it did with Avi getting the the runs, then being backed up by by your ace coming out, turning the manager back around and sending him back to the bench, then delivering with the double play as we now enter a fresh month with a soft schedule. Um, There's some new optimism. I mean, it's still stacked against us. The chances are it probably still won't happen. It could fade into nothing. Baseball changes very quickly. But everybody must now be feeling good about about what's just come in. And that's something that maybe we haven't said enough about this team. You know, we're in the third, fourth year of the rebuild. Um, you know, there's still a long way to go. You know, maybe there's some money still to be spent. I think there's something like twenty-sixth out of thirty in terms of uh, money spent in the league. Um but that was a big moment. It feels like a big moment last night.
0: Agreed. Completely with you. Um, there's a couple of big moments coming now as well with some U.S. ads with a British twist as well. So let's wrap these up. There's, there's a double a double header here, guys. So um, two ads back to back. And this is my favorite one, too, at the moment. It's the sports card investor app. So, um, Dan, I can't remember. Are you a sports
1: card collector? Um, I'm not, no.
0: Not yet, anyway. But anyway, well, yes, anyway, sports card investor apps where you need to get to, brother. Welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined. Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards. Find great deals and profit from the hobby you love. Available completely for free in Google. And the Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for baseball fans and perhaps basketball fans too. So if it was me, I'd be absolutely plowing into Sandy Alcantara cards right now, no doubt about it. If you were looking at it from a heat perspective, um, what? Who, who's the guy to look out from a heat? If you're going to be investing in a card, who's an up-and-coming stud?
1: That we don't know about as, as an up and coming um i think you've got to look at people like i mean tyler hero is is a sort of guy who's probably going to get maxed pretty soon or close to a max contract uh sixth man of the year he'll probably be looking for a starting berth next year um is no sort of unearthed gem but mm-hmm. um you know is well known around the league now but uh he's rising he's, he's making a leap in every single season so uh look out for him hopefully starting games next year and his value continue to rise
0: no doubt about it. He looks a very exuberant character
1: from what I can see on Twitter anyway. So um... yeah, he's, got, he's got, I mean, is a guy that's now, I think, 22 years old. But, you know, he came in with all the swagger, with all the look. As mm-hmm. a young kid, 19 when we drafted him, living in Miami, earning good money, Instagram girlfriend. You know, he's got a life, man. But he's, he's a really cool dude. Really cool dude.
0: No doubt about it. I'm going to put a pin in that for a second mate, and come back to it. But... For the sports card Investor app. What have you got to do? You've got to download it. You've got to download the app today. It's available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Go, Or, if you're not going to get the app, go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. Okay, final one then, guys. And it's our good, good friends over at BetOnline. Of course, BetOnline.net. is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. And of course, it's your continued wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And there's another and. Remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, big claim, and news this season. So they've, they've hold on a minute. They've even got more. They've even got the fastest and easiest way to check out all your sports, including MMA, boxing Absolutely cover everything. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Oh, boy, Dan, you just got me thinking about um, Jazz Chisholm. You're t- talking about swag and um, exuberance. And, I mean, boy, oh, boy, Jazz something right? I mean, it sounds like there's a bit of a, a kind of mirror image there into the, the Heat and, and, and the Marlins there with these two studs. And uh, But bad news for the fish, obviously, Jazz landing on the IL as well, which came yesterday pregame. Was not a shocker because he's dealt with this back issue for a couple of days. But um, nevertheless, Jazz... He he plays the game like he's loving it and he looks like he's loving it. I mean, he is just a Marlins and I think a Major League Baseball fan favorite right now, which is great to see,
1: uh, no doubt about it. What about you? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I was thinking about this sort of early one in the season when he was really lighting things up. And I thought, you know, again, for a team like Miami, who's, you know, not well supported in terms of attendance, again, right around the, near the bottom, um, trying to make their mark, trying to continue this rebuild. Um, players like Jazz Chisholm is exactly what we need. You know, a, a real character, swag, um, plays the game with a smile. Um, but most importantly, is damn talented. Let's not Forget that. He's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot in his locker, and that's the most important thing. You know, you can be a colourful character. You can have the blue hair, and the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, you know all the look and everything else. And we love that as fans. A bit like, as I said, Tyler Hero is for the Miami Heat. So there's a real sort of, um, sort of culture fit there for both of them players. But both players, especially Justice, as I said, extremely talented, mm-hmm. young, and uh, and are only going to keep progressing. So yeah, a real shame to see him go down. Um, Hopefully, not for too long. Uh, As he said, I think in in an interview after the last game, um, he's not the sort of player that will ever want to sit out any games. So, for him to have to do that really hurts him. Um, So, um, yeah, but I think obviously the right thing to do. If someone who really wants to do nothing but play baseball has to then come and sit out, um, you know, it's probably going to be something that's needed and genuine. So, hopefully, he gets his rest and gets back soon because as we push forward, trying to get this all star, uh, sorry, trying to get this uh, wild card. Man, we can't have him sitting there for too long, so hopefully no way. Uh, he rests up and gets out soon.
0: No way. I think he's going to miss maybe in the next three series, I think. The Nats is, is is on deck here anyway. So, you know, three series but without. But, however, you know, you've got Joey Wendell looking like he's on his way back too. So, you know, one taketh away, but, you know, one giveth, I guess, on that one. So, and just a, a side note as well on, on Tyler Harrow. Is that how you pronounce it? It is indeed. Well done. There you go. Um, what's the... With all the exuberance and swag that he brings, what's the, uh, how is how's he kind of looked at in terms of, the clubhouse is probably the wrong description, but you know what I'm saying, like is, within the team, is
1: is there any problems there with this exuberance or it's all good? No, no no problems at all. I think that a lot of people from outside of the team and the organisation look at him as, um, you know, as I said, someone who's got all, like the, the Fleshy isn't the word because Fleshy can come across as cocky and he never comes across as cocky, but mm. obviously he's got the, you know, the the, the the drip as we call it and the shades and as I said lives the lifestyle and has the Instagram girlfriend and all the rest of it and he's you know he's got a lot of money for somebody who's still so young um that's not his fault he's very good at what he does um mm-hmm. but every year he has come on he has leapt you know you see him uh, uh hanging out with Jack Harlow and going to concerts and things and people seem to feel like he's not allowed to do that well you know off of the call as long as you bring it to your team every single day, um, you can do what you want. doesn't matter what you are. And the Miami Heat organisation will never have anything less than 100% commitment because they always have this ethos of this culture of being the hardest working, you know, most best conditioned, all the rest of it, team in the organisation. So uh, from everybody that supports the club or supports the team, um, there'll be no problems with this guy. Um, they only see him continuing to get better and a man's about to get paid very very well after he comes off of his rookie extension you don't get that by just sitting on the side being cocky and swaggy and not putting the work in and so uh, yeah he deserves it
0: i'm with you um just speaking about team or work uh, ethos uh, as you kind of allude to it with the heat uh, interesting news yesterday as well pre-game that came out not a shocker in the grand scheme obviously with Derek jeter moving on but gary dembo uh, was was fired uh, by the Marlins yesterday. Gary Dembo was effectively Jeter's right-hand man and the first uh, piece that he added into the front office when when he joined the Marlins. Uh, the official role VP of scouting and player development, um, I guess when we kind of stripped that away, and I don't know Gary Dembo. I've never spoke to him. He's never been on a Zoom call um, that, I've, that I've been on. So I can't speak from experience, but it felt like this was probably coming uh, with obviously Jeter going. And when we strip it away, the development side, I think, with the fish, particularly on the hitting side, has not been as good. We, You know, from a pitching perspective, I mean, it's been fantastic. We've really developed some really nice pitches in the system at the higher levels, I would say. But the hitting development uh, has not really been good. It hasn't been there. A lot of these guys have flamed. Um, a lot of these big guys are obviously acquired as part of trades in the early rebuild, plus the draftees now. It's been a little bit underwhelming. So I'm not shocked that he was moved. Um, but we'll wait and see. I have a feeling that Craig Mish will go into some detail in that on Swings and Mishes real soon. I think that may be dropping today. Um, Craig will be really plugged into that, but, you know, interesting that the Marlins are shaking up the uh, the front again, continue to do that. Kim giving more and more power there in, in the Marlins um, front office as GM, good news, we'll, we'll see. And I, I guess, you know, with Kim, we've got to trust her. We've got to trust her. And this stretch in July, mate, when we kind of strip it away now, 28 games pre-deadline, if they go on a run, they can be above 500 before the deadline and could be buying at the deadline, which would be wild, yep. right?
1: Yeah, that, that's it. And, uh, you know, I sort of echo what you say. I don't know too much about him um, no. at Dembo. I think that, but what I do notice and what's something we've always spoke about for the years that I've followed this team is the pitching's always been there at a high level, but all through mm. this rebuild, the batting, the hits, the, bat, the bats just haven't been. No. And when you see you know, players like, for example, Stalin Marte, you know, he left the Marlins, he's now gone to another team, his hits him better, his rate is better, his average is better, um, the runs are there, the hits are there. You know, there's always that trend, it just never seems like we've ever really addressed that properly and I suppose that when Jeter ended uh, his reign... Um, maybe that was the inevitable thing that that was going to be addressed and it has done so as you say there's still a lot of baseball to be played yet there is um you know this is an important month um we're always optimistic this side as you know mm-hmm. um we'll see what we can do um but yeah don't don't rule us out we'll see what happens no
0: way i i'm i'm all the way back in it was there were some dark dark days in may no doubt about it and basically in july we need to do have a reverse splits from may so we need to do the complete opposite um and win some games to your point though the interesting guy i'm thinking about this season is georgie alfaro was years with the marlins always looked like he had the tools next thing is he's over to the padres and now he's lightening up with the padres it's one of those you're thinking what's changed yeah what's what why all of a sudden has georgie alfaro become an above average uh hitter uh, from a catching position anyway um and all of a sudden jacob stallings looked like the worst hitter there's ever been behind the dish although we did get a, a decent knock yesterday um to um to keep it rolling but nevertheless yeah. it's an interesting one the fact that what you've said there is completely spot on where the hitting side throughout the rebuild it's on it's underwhelmed there's no yeah. getting away from that and yeah. it's time for a change i think and the change has been made we'll wait and see what the fallout is um it's not my specialism it isn't yours we'll leave it to craig mish it'll be his specialism he'll get into it Makes so yeah. um i think we're going to absolutely tear it up in july i've already put out i think we go 18 and 10 that will take us to oh, 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 oh. wow we'll be two games over five hundred. Two games over 500 at the end of July, which um, would be wild. I also think that that would put the Marlins in a buying position. I think it's really a four-headed race for this this wild card. The Cardinals, or Brewers, depending on who doesn't win the division, the Giants, the Phillies, and the Marlins, all battling for one spot. So I think the Marlins can push the chips in, no doubt about it. Um, Dan, we are right on time. 30 minutes. I can't believe it. We've it's because you weren't drinking rosé wine. That's the reason I think on this one, um, I know there's a lot going on for you today, mate. With um, you know NBA free agency rolling, so I know you'll be. For those that aren't watching and some won't be, remind everyone where they can get you on Twitter, brother. If they
1: they don't have the graphics to use. Yeah, thank you for so much for having me on. Absolute pleasure to join you on Lots on Marlins. It was great fun. As always, it is talking to you. But if anyone is an NBA fan as well, a Miami Heat fan as well, which we're hoping you may be if you're a Marlins fan, um then follow me at the Miami Heats UK. Um as I said, we try and cover a lot of our stuff over there. We're there all through the season. The off-season has started now, but it's a big night tonight with free agency. There'll be content coming throughout the summer, even though it's eased off slightly over our, uh, obviously as our in-season content rolls on. Um You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Miami Heat UK TV, and subscribe to our podcast, which is Heating Up the UK, available on all podcast platforms. But uh, yeah, come and join us. Uh, come and follow us over there because uh, we do our bit. Absolutely.
0: No doubt about it. Absolute content monster, Dan Healy is absolutely fantastic. And the UK basketball scene is, is sensational as well. Um, the UK baseball scene is, is a lot of fun as well. But, you know, it's great to see these UK fan bases of these US sports really growing, really getting the momentum going. So it's great to see, no doubt. So guys, that is us done and out of here for Locked on Marlins on Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow, Friday, and it's July. We turned the page on June into July and the Marlins have a see, a series queued up with the Nats, so I'll be back tomorrow. Of course, you know if you haven't got the uh, the memo, it's a it's a daily pod, so I'll be back on Friday. And Josh Neighbors will be joining the show. We'll be doing a crossover host of Locked On Nationals. Um, so be be joining up, digging into the Nats, digging into the Marlins. But first, listen of the day. Now make your second listen. Locked On MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your pods. That is us done. Dan Healy, Peter Pratt, out of here for Lockdown Marlins, Thursday episode. Back tomorrow, guys.